DNVR Bets Daily. It's RK and Professor Dre every day. Say hey. Hey. I say hey. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. That's what I told you to say. Um, Great weekend, just from like a a weekend standpoint. Uh, Average weekend from a betting standpoint. Mm. Uh, You know, I got so distracted in like, having fun with my regular life that i forgot to make very many bets terrible Mm -hmm. truly terrible though some might say the right thing to do i uh i kind of wish i would have stuck with my four plus eight with my 12 bets you know and not added on the nwsl and i'm also this weekend and maybe this should have been our headline this weekend in particular though has me really questioning myself. I've asked myself several times, do I know what the meaning of the word sprinkle means? Because mm. uh, judging from my losing um, slips on the sportsbook app on all these different golf bets I found too appealing to pass up, it would appear that when I'm saying on the show you should sprinkle this, I'm then not applying my own advice and doing a bit more of a sprinkling which uh, put a bit of a damper on my weekend, as did the NWSL. Of course, uh, last night I had to double down, text Hank, hey, who do you like in this NWSL game? And we watched that, and that was a loser because I didn't take the draw no bet. I took the straight up bet, got greedy. Underdog too? Yep. What are you doing? What am I not picking an underdog? What am I, some kind of fool? Um, And yeah, yeah, that that didn't work out amazingly enough. But a phenomenal weekend otherwise with the picks that I suggested to all our good listeners. Well, good for them uh, because Mm. I didn't, I I don't know. I don't know what happened. As I was like going through my weekend doing, I don't know, regular person things like kayaking and tubing, I was like, this is fun and all, and I'm really happy, but I kind of prefer to have my mood predicated on the athletic feats of 20-somethings that I don't know. That's right. There's that that missing feeling of self-hate around 1130 and the <laughs> desire to bounce back and bet on something you know close to nothing about uh, mere minutes later that I, I understand that. That's, uh, that's definitely a staple of my weekend. Episode. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> why control your own mood when you can leave it up to something completely out of your control? A hundred couldn't agree more. Yes. hundred percent. Speaking of great moods, how about it? Highlight of the weekend, Joey Chestnut absolutely repulsing us for nine minutes and 59 seconds. And then just absolutely, I don't know what the opposite of repulsive is. uh, Just delighting us. (laughs) In the last second, coming through with the 75, uh, we talked a little bit about that on the Saturday show, but man, that was exciting. Yeah, that was wild. Um, and I know in the company Slack, we've been rethinking how to do the Nathan's hot dog altogether because it's, uh, you know, I'm so glad that DraftKings had that odds prop for, or that odds boost for us and had that prop in there because had we just you know, place like a thousand bucks to win a hundred on Joey Chestnut. That would have been no fun. That would have been over 30 seconds in. I mean, it's very true. So above the comp. Yeah. What were we doing? Not putting every dollar to our name on Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I know. I mean, 
it's if we were just a little, you know, I think I I like to think of it as we were coming out of Shades Week. Uh, we had a very good week, but then we had a bit of a lull in the middle. Had we had we been able to stay consistent, maybe we would have felt that confidence. You know, you really need to be feel confident putting a bunch of money on someone where at the end of the day, all it takes is a choking on a dog or a one going down the wrong way or a coughing the wrong way because the water went down the wrong pipe. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're operating at, at highly... High speeds here, putting all those dogs down. I, I think uh, there's a high level of risk. You never know what could happen, despite him, uh, Joey Chestnut, making it seem so easy and effortless. Did you hear him yeah. talking about the conditions? About how perfect the conditions were? <laughs> he did. was like, oh, man, the conditions were perfect. Like, it was the perfect temperature out. And, um, the, like, I could tell the hot dogs were cooked 10 minutes before the competition, which is the mm. ideal time. I mean... This is like the fact that this much thought goes into it absolutely blows my mind. But hey, I wonder how much how much money do you think Joey Chestnut is? Is he rich off of eating hot dogs or is he just like famous off of eating hot dogs? I think he's famous and has to some extent been able to parlay that fame into enough ad, you know, advertising slash appearances opportunities to do this full time. Plus he has some winnings from his different mm, eating competitions. True. He's not just, you know, eating dogs. Like they had the whole list of uh, records he holds, you know, he's a, uh, he's scarfing down all sorts of food. Um, so yeah, I think even on a weekly basis, he's staying, he's staying pretty busy. I think he's like digesting five days a week and then like uh, breaking some world record. The other two. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Um, I'm surp- I was going to say I'm surprised that like hot dog companies don't want to sponsor him. Wow. Chris mm. Hill says that Joey Chestnut's worth 1.5 mil. So he's doing all right. Um, That's more than most UFC fighters make. Oh, God. He's- don't get me started on that. Um, I was going to say, like, I- I'm surprised that no hot dog company wants to sponsor Joey Chestnut. But I feel like no one makes a hot dog look less appealing than Joey Chestnut. <laughs> He's also exterminating their product. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's it's not if uh, <laughs> if appealing is what you're going for, that's uh, definitely not. I feel like there's some sort of campaign that would make sense with him. Anyways, uh, so that was the highlight of the weekend. The low light of the weekend, Andre. Mm. Oh mm. God, mm. I, I don't even know if I can speak about this. I've got this parlay. Yeah, and I say okay. DK is giving me a hundred percent odds boost on a parlay. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do here is instead of getting crazy, like you would, yeah. I am going to get the opposite of crazy. I'm going to parlay three heavy favorites, mm-hmm. get it up over plus a hundred and then use the odds boost. I think I was up towards like plus two ninety, with... which is nice for all the big favorites you had. Right. I had man, you mm-hmm. Chelsea, and Man City, all to win. All heavy favorites over minus 200. And, I mean, Man U takes care of business with ease. Uh, Liverpool actually sweats it out for like 70 minutes. Then they put two in in the last 20. That's great. And now I have the heaviest favorite of all. Man City, something like minus 370. Yes. Taking on Southampton. Like, we're not talking about some sort of city. We're talking about a team from 
the Southampton, New York, I believe. Uh, <laughs> just a oh, just a couple of frat guys from the Hamptons who put together a soccer team and mm. happened to be decent enough to be promoted into the prim. Uh, so they take is that is that not true? Some of that might be inaccurate. Oh, okay, I, irrelevant to your story, so I'll let you. Continue. I could have sworn these guys are coming straight off the harbor. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Southampton. Okay, so apparently it's a real city, and they actually have a real team, uh, and they beat Man City one zero. It's not even like I don't know the defense fell apart, and I mean they let in a they had a penalty or something like that, like. No, they lost 1-0. Man City could scored zero goals against Southampton. Did you see the goal too? No, I didn't. It's uh the goalies out trying to get um as City will do, trying to get all 11 involved in getting the offense back and going from the back end. Um the, the ball's intercepted by Southampton. Guy kind of slides in to intercept it. The ball bounces off him and Dude just winds up because he knows the goalie's out of the goal and just unleashes this wild shot that like looks like it's going like 30 feet wide only to curl back in um, to the corner. Gorgeous goal. Um, I really couldn't believe that happened. And, you know, we had our doubts about Liverpool. How are they going to react? They won the league just last week. All these games are meaningless. They just lost to Man City for zip. Um, they were the ones we had more in doubt. City, though, they just trounced Liverpool. Um, you know, still still seem to be engaged and playing for, you know, their honor and trying to get back in shape so that they can really contend next year. Um, since they've just proved that they're they're on more than level playing field with Liverpool. And then though, they kind of drop, you know, they kind of wet the bed just uh just two days later. Um did not see that coming. And what's funny is we both had part of that parlay in place with Man U and Chelsea. I didn't, I, I threw in Brighton who sneaked by a W against uh, Norwich earlier in the day. Um, and then Chelsea was able to put it off after our Saturday show. You had to wait for City the next day and it seemed like an easy W, but did not work out that way. Yeah. I mean, I opened my app you know, three beers deep, feeling good, waiting to say, oh, man, I can't wait to count my winnings. Uh, and I opened the app and saw they lost 1-0. And mm. I'm just like, you got to be effing kidding me. Uh, so anyways, that's uh, that's the world that we live in. It's the world that we exist in. But a couple things. One, mm. the Rockies' schedule is out. Uh, and I wanted to revisit something that Drew Creaseman said, and I don't really know where I fall on this. I think it ended up kind of evening itself out. Uh, mm-hmm. But he said, you know, quickly, if you see long stretches on the road, long stretches at home, five-game series, that sort of thing, then really hammer the Rockies over. Yeah. We we see, what, four or five four-game sets, mm-hmm. uh, but no five-game sets. Mm-hmm. And even there's a, there's more two-game sets than you would have liked to see in there. So it didn't really work out in that way. But we still like the over 26 and a half. Yeah, yeah, that was... Well, you know. and Drew's commenting saying the schedule's brutal for the Rockies. So maybe he wants to rescind. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt he would want to do that. But it didn't work out great. Somehow they end up playing more road games against the Dodgers. Like, that's such garbage. Such garbage. Drew says he still likes the over. But, like, how does that happen? Like, what... 
how is that possible that they have to play more road games against the Dodgers and Diamondbacks? And then I guess they get more home games against the Padres uh, and Giants. Um, So, you know, whatever. But boy, so much for uh, betting on John Gray and Herman Marquez to to win the Cy Young now that you're not in the friendly pitcher friendly stadiums um, even less often, I would uh, take that off. Who knows? Maybe having uh, no crowds in L.A. will help us. Maybe that's all all we needed was the the threat of death from those Dodgers fans was uh, was all we needed. And and now things can can pick back up. But, yeah, that's uh, that's a bummer there. I can't say I'm surprised, though, I guess. Uh, selfishly i thought maybe the scheduling gods would be nice to the rockies but it is the mlb and uh, the scheduling gods are not nice to the rockies so ju- that's just another layer of uh you know existence as a rockies fan i think and that's if you fine. if you like the uh trevor story home run leader prop though you'll love that he's playing extra games in arizona because he owns the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Um, okay, so then before we move on, I want to give a shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, when you sign up, you can get a $1,000 sign-up bonus from DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook app in the country, hmm. and use that code DNDR when you sign up uh, to get that sign-up bonus up to $1,000. And then after that, all you got is bonuses coming at you left and right. Like I mentioned, I just woke up and DK said, hey, have a have a uh, 100% boost on a parlay. Or uh, I've seen that they're doing um, – oh, gosh, what was it? I know there's another great UFC prop this weekend. It'll come to me in a second. But awesome, awesome stuff going on at DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure you sign up. Use that code DNVR. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus First deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we mentioned UFC, and normally we would wait, and we're obviously going to talk about this more as the week goes on. But if this is not the thing you're thinking about on the sports slate this Monday, then you got it all wrong. This UFC 251 slate is off the freaking hook. And so I figured let's talk about it now because a lot of times these odds start to shift as the week goes on. Want to give people a chance to get in ahead of it. We won't we're not going to give out any uh, official picks I think right now, but just start pointing people in the right direction as we make our way towards this UFC card. Explain how great it is, Andre. Yeah, I mean, what the big, big news this weekend was that after the massively disappointing news that Gilbert Burns would not be competing in the main event for the um, for the welterweight title against uh, Kamar Usman, that Jorge Masvidal, the people's champion, street Jesus, who everyone wanted in this fight to start with, him in the UFC, he went very public in his criticism of the UFC and how they pay um, their athletes, was trying to negotiate a higher percentage of the pay-per-view. Anyways, they couldn't come to an agreement. Once Gilbert Burns uh, beat Tyron Woodley so definitively, what, a couple cards ago, we watched that not too long ago, and made some nice money on Gilbert Burns. They gave Burns the title fight, and that was the main event in this card that has two other title fights, another incredible main event. It's just an off the chains um card 
Then we lose the main event. We were both bummed out, but I was telling you, hey, this is still going to be an amazing card. It'll still put, you know, like a UFC 250 uh, to shame. Um, and then Masvidal on just a week's worth to negotiate. The short time makes both parties come together and we get this just unbelievable fight. Masvidal is this incredible um, striker, a guy who kind of took a year off in 2018, came back and had, uh, I mean, a 2019 for the ages, um, just some incredible fights, some incredible knockouts. He's as fun as it gets. He's a guy who, you know, has been on the main stage for like damn near 20 years. Uh, he was fighting in the streets on Kimbo Slices, um, you know, thing. Like I was just seeing a video of him at 19 uh, fighting this huge dude, Ray, who was a big thing uh, back in those days. And that is that fight, which kind of started Masvidal's career is what people have been talking about now because that fight famously got a call while he was at a fast food um, drive through and took the fight on like instant notice. And now uh, for his first ever career title fight, I think only Alistair Overeem has had more professional fights before getting a shot at the title. Masvidal's, this will be his 45th professional fight. And he's finally getting a, um, a shot on just a week's notice. He has passed the first Corona te uh, virus test. Um, him and Usman have flown over to Abu Dhabi to fight on this uh, fight island they have set up. He'll have to be quarantined for 48 hours, pass something like um, two more tests in that period, all while he's losing weight. Um, he's at 190-odd pounds. He said in interviews now he's going to have to get down to 170. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> which, insane, in a week, um, hasn't even had a full training camp. Um, but He realizes yet... he can make way more money uh, than fighting UFC if he teaches people how to lose 20 pounds in a week. Well, you know, these guys do this quite often. And uh, th there's no real secret aside from sweat it out, don't eat, um, <laughs> like hydrate very little and uh, make yourself miserable for 48 hours and you'll lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Um, he doesn't seem concerned by this. And incredibly, when the line first came out, uh, not that I was checking frenetically on the DraftKings app most of yesterday, um, Usman came in. You know, he's had a whole camp to prepare for this, though it will be a huge adjustment, you know, adjusting to Masvidal versus Burns in just a week's notice. Burns is a guy who he trained with for good part of the last decade. So the whole it was going to be framed as two guys who are very similar, know each other in and out, have been training apart, but are good friends to this massive grudge match um, with a phenomenal wrestler against a phenomenal striker. Uh, haven't really had a ton of time to prepare for each other. And, you know, Masvidal said as much, but he's also said, um, I'm more than prepared enough to knock this bum out. Um, and that's basically an exact quote. And despite all of this, that would suggest Usman should be an even bigger favorite. That line has gone down from Usman was in the minus 305s. He's now only minus 278. And Masvidal was in the plus 250s and is now down to a plus 225. Um, the odds will be stuck to kind of stacked against Masvidal in some ways as you look at this on paper. Uh, but as you learn more about this fight, I'm just warning everyone listening and you, Ryan, 
it's going to be very hard not to want to pick Masvidal because he's, uh, you know, short of uh, Conor McGregor, there's no more interesting and appealing and enticing uh, fighter than this dude right now. He's uh, he's just so exciting. And it's I, I couldn't be more hyped about having added him to this already incredible card. Yeah, I mean, first of all, no one gets to say anywhere, anytime other than uh, Jorge Masvidal. Mm. Like, no one actually believes that except for this guy. So right. uh, instantly, I'm with this guy. Like, football yeah. coaches love to say stuff like that. I think Bill McCartney used to say, like, we'll play him in the parking lot tomorrow. Right. Um, but Masvidal is literally saying anywhere, anytime. One week to yes. prepare. Got to lose 20 pounds. Like, most ridiculous thing. Also, Andre, I think we should do a uh, show challenge. We have mm. to try to lose 20 pounds by the by the time the card comes on. What do you think? Oof. Um, I can try for five. All right. All right. Five <laughs> pounds is the number. Okay. Step on the scale right after the show. We'll tell each other. Uh, we're going on the Masvidal challenge. Uh, here's what, what else. I'll just tell you right now. I'm picking Masvidal. It's just a guarantee I'm picking. Great. Um. I'm looking at this card, and you mentioned it way back when, when I was telling you about round-robin parlays, and this card sets up beautifully for round-robin parlay. You got a plus 225 in Masvidal, Max Holloway on the undercard, mm. uh, or on the co-main event it yep. is, right? Yes. Uh, plus 185, yep. and then you've got Jose Aldo's a plus 200, mm. uh, Jessica Andrade, plus 162, these are all lining up perfectly. I don't know how I feel about Paige Van Zant at plus five twenty-five. I feel like they're telling me she's losing. But are Paige you gonna is intriguing too. Yeah, Paige is intriguing too. And I mean, just down the board, I'll disagree on some of these when we do our full uh, Friday slate. But just from a betting perspective, with the the kind of odds you're getting, Paige Van Zant definitely more experienced of the two. Jessica Andrade beat Rose Namajunas last time these guys uh, rematch. You're getting Jose Aldo, one of the greatest UFC fighters, still in his prime at plus 200 against a guy in Peter Yan who hasn't been tested at all at this level of fighter. Max Holloway is going in as the contender at, for the featherweight bite bout. He's maybe the greatest featherweight of all time, and you're getting him at plus 185. And Jorge Masvidal, one of the world's truest most badass dudes you're getting at him at plus two two five. I mean, you know, when you look at these, yeah, some of these favorites will win, but man, you are getting some incredible value on what are in their very own right. Some legendary fighters who on any given night could be anyone. Can you tell me where the main card starts and ends? Because I could never figure this out. Like somehow, some way we always end up, Thinking yes. some guy's going to fight at 730 <laughs> right. and he fights at 445. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I so think I need finally, to know. These are big enough names that I won't screw this up. So it it starts with Van Zant against Rebus and it ends with Masvidal Usman. Okay, that's five. That's perfect. That yes. means the five-way, a.k.a. the Canadian round robin mm. is in play here and... You said it starts with Van Zandt. I mean, 525, 162, 200, 185, 225. Like, three out of five here is going to be juicy if you yeah, get it. Three underdogs. Um, I haven't even looked at the winning method one or to go the distance. 
Uh, let's see. And we're missing Masvidal. That's not up yet. But if you like Masvidal, you're also wanna go, gonna want to take it to not go the distance. I'm just telling you. Okay. Yeah, we don't have to go the distance yet available. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So most of these, the yeses to go the distance, you're gonna get heavy minuses. Yeah, it's actually this one's very different from our mm-hmm. last card, where there's a lot of value on to go the distance. Yeah. Um. Heck, maybe we go we go knockouts on this one. I like that a <laughs> lot. I mean, these are another caliber of fighters, right? Right. These guys right. are just so dangerous. Any any small mistake, they just need the smallest opening, the smallest angle, and they can you know put your lights out. So uh, that that's where things things change here but yeah i am so amped for this card man really incredible this is so exciting uh and you just look at you know the experience here there's a lot of um discrepancies in the experience in some of these fights and Mm -hmm. a lot of times the more experienced fighter is the underdog and i like that combination now i know that you know early on we were making jokes about uh you know, 40 year old fighters and whatnot, but I learned my lesson yeah. um, because Overeem went in and took care of business. Uh, who was the other guy? Oh, I mean, grandpa Glover Teixeira yeah. really made us reevaluate. Right. Everything. Yeah. That was yeah. two in a row where I was like, okay, I got to stop crapping on these old guys. Yeah. You know, I just assume it's like a callus. If you keep, you know, rubbing the same spot on like your heel or something, eventually it turns into a callus. And I think these guys are just made of calluses. Their <laughs> their faces are just giant calluses. Uh, they can just take punches like no other. So, uh, Masvidal, I mean, he's fought in more than twice as many fights as Usman. Yeah. Um, Aldo, again, more than twice as many fights. Uh, Andrade, uh, twice as many fights. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't want to give away uh, everything here because we're going to revisit this on Friday. But I just want to give people, you know, start thinking about it. Start thinking about it. Apparently, the official name of this island is Yaz Island. Yaz. Yes. Yes, that's correct. So I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't actually, like, buy the island and name it Fight Island. Mm. Yeah. Well. Uh, I'm glad they had the money to pay Masvidal, and maybe had they done that, they uh, they would have been short on liquid cash. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. Uh, so it's a pay per view event. Um, there's another reason to start thinking about this early in the week. Want to make sure you get that. But man, this is a this is an exciting one. Yeah. Yes, I am with you on that. All right, Dre, you got any plays tonight as we try to kill time, making it to Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, this is a nice little slate of games we have here coming up uh, tomorrow. Tuesday is Tuesday mid-morning is the new Monday night, I guess, um, for games. You know, Tuesday morning football. Leicester finally won a game, but will they do it against Arsenal? You can get Arsenal at plus 130. You can get Leicester at plus 210. It's nice value on either side. Not sure I would pound the table. For either, though, and that's the thing, uh, this, um, you know, the EPL is fun to bet on, but it's wide open. There's a mm-hmm. there's a lot that can happen on get any given week. And I'm I'm kind of fortunate that my parlay came came into play. You know, Chelsea would be a nice one against Crystal Palace to sneak into a 
a, a parlay here. You'd have to get you get them at in the minus two twenty fives, but we got to find a good dance partner here, and I want these lines to load. So what do you think of Watford minus one fifty two pairing that with Chelsea? Ooh, that's nice. I like that. I mean. Watford, you know, they haven't been exactly uh, playing all that well lately, but, geez, it's, Norwich has been horrendous. So uh, I do like that. Yeah. Man. It's, it's always tough because you're, you, the, 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 the draw is always in play. I and know. You kind of want action on this second game just because it's an actual good game. That's the thing. And my problem is when I lean, when I think like both Arsenal and Leicester present good value, I think to myself, well, then I should go after the tie. And you make fun of me. You're like, okay, we're rooting for the tie today, which the tie is not a a bad outcome to root for. It's not like we're rooting for a zero zero tie. We're just, we're rooting for the the pendulum to eventually swing back and stay in the middle. It's just so it never tough. happens when yes. you bet on the ties. The problem, yes. I was just gonna say, also, like, it's so weird how important the first goal is in these things. Huge. Um, like you watch Tottenham and uh, Everton today, yeah. and it's just like they scored and the game was over. They just, you know, like it's it's so it's tough always rooting for the underdog because when. When you're betting the tie, you're always rooting for the team that's losing. And that's a that's <laughs> tough on the mind and body. Yeah, I mean, it's so true. It's so true. Here's a good dance partner for your, your parlay on Chelsea. Um, would be Atletico Madrid on the road to Celta Vigo. They're a plus 105. That's kind of nice. And if Why you weren't they- a Milan fan like me, again, because it's on the road and the ties in play, Celta Vigo haven't been terrible, you know. Atletico has been a little up and down, but yeah, you're right. It seems just looking at it. It seems like that's pretty nice value, right? It does. And then if you weren't a Milan fan like me, you could bet on Juve to beat Milan. That's plus 112. Again, they're on the road. So you're probably sneaking in a little more value than you deserve. You could also go with Lazio minus 286, but they're playing Lecce, which is kind of the uh, Norwich of the Italian league. So, uh, Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll end up pairing Lazio with Chelsea with Atletico Madrid. I'll do that three-way parlay, and everyone's happy. If they win, they are. Um, yes. The one I liked most, I hate to say it, is Juve. I know. I that, know. that feels pretty juicy to me. Yeah, Milan's been playing really well, but you know that these two teams played each other right when we got back from quarantine in the direct elimination for the Italian Cup. Um, and like Milan played sloppy, got a red card ten minutes in, and Juve like didn't even need to play because they already were ahead on aggregate goals, and it ended in an ugly zero-zero where Milan was basically stuck in their own half the entire time. They got a red card ten minutes in, was and it wasn't a PK. Um, they got a PK first. Juve missed the PK on the clearance. A Milan player wildly went for the ball without seeing that a Juve player was there and like went in with a like high studs, and that was that. So, what was it? The it same guy up. who got the yellow on the PK? No, no, I think it he got a direct red. red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
was rough. <laughs> Straight red 10 minutes in. You got to earn those. Yep. So they don't just hand those out. Uh, yeah, man. I'm going to have to ponder that one. I'll, I guess I got to give out something on the show or else I'm not creating good content. Well, here. give out Juve. There you I'm go. Gonna, Hedge you know against what? my feelings. I'll be happy if you've won, and I'll be happy if my team has won. I just don't know enough. I, um, I don't trust what um, I know. Although I do know that one of these teams has Cristiano Ronaldo. That I do know. Um, so true. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay Chelsea and Juve. Okay, nice. Because I I I have to, you know, I I advise against parlays, but we have a rule here, and I don't break the rules. The rules are you can't take teams. Uh, that are over minus 200 well chelsea's at minus 220 so the smart thing to do would be to take lazio and just get it in Mm -hmm. inside the uh the parameters there but i hate lazio they're my least favorite team in in Serie A. so how could i possibly uh bet on them when i hate them you know this is is about your heart after all as much as this about your wallet yeah for me at Uh, least in that thinking i guess that's true if it comforts you I did have I, I parlayed Real Madrid and Barcelona over the weekend. Won that uh, the the parlay on the EPL those three favorites won that, and then I parlayed Juve with Milan because I got an odds boost for that. I guess Milan wasn't a favorite, but Juve was, and that parlay hit too. So it was a, a great weekend of parlays and a great weekend of favorites. So let's keep that momentum going. I'm not seeing. Oh right, I gotta go to Serie A. I just want to see what my odds are on this. Mm. Yeah, let's see. There it is. It's 26. Okay. Juventus. Mm-hmm. So they're still the favorites. That's good to know. Pretty juicy. Plus 210. Plus 210 if those two teams come through. Oh, now, yeah. Now, maybe... And then I stick Madrid, Atletico Madrid in there. I get it at plus three hundred four. Sometimes I like the fans being able to see the uh, the thought process of yeah, this yeah, yeah. because now I'm looking, and I'm a little afraid of the tie here. Mm. I could go Juventus DNB plus one twenty three. Now I feel a lot safer in yes. my move here. I think that's a smart call, actually. Especially after you telling me they they drew the last time. Um, despite the weird circumstances, but I think that's going to be my move. Plus one, three, uh, there for that, that for that play. I think that's uh that's good value on two favorites. Beautiful. All right. I endorse it. And and uh and you're on the card for what? For how many things here? I'm on the card for Lazio Chelsea parlayed with Atletico Madrid. So it's technically right. one pick. But... So we're both in for one. Yeah. All right. We're just trying we're to make it one. to Saturday. That's right. Yes, the grind to Saturday. I feel like that's what everyone's doing every week anyway. Mm. We're just now joining the, <laughs> the working right. man. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's going to wrap it up for us today on DNVR Bets Daily. Thank you for joining us. Good luck. Hope your parlays hit.